When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna Hi Andrew And hey everybody else and hey to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to, to Tell, tell on, on the, the pod. pod. It is a comedy podcast about scary stories, urban legends, and spooky things you tell us about. So it's more um, if like Jennifer Coolidge was your spiritual medium rather than like an actual spiritual medium, you know? God, it's amazing that she's not one. I am not sure. As I said it, I was like, is she one? And Have I absorbed some very tertiary information about her actually being a medium? I mean, look, I was at a was I at a rooftop pool with just her and her companion wow. uh, for many, many hours one day. Yes. Right. Uh, did we both watch a waiter slip and fall in a puddle and we both separately <laughs> comforted him? Yes. Was that our only interaction? You bet. <laughs> but in a way, that was sort of a psychic experience. It, you know, you're communicating. I, that's about as much of a psychic experience as I think I could handle, to be honest. Right. Right. Well, Andrew, it's a very special day. We have a visitor. The way that ghosts are visitors yes. um, from another realm, we have a visitor from another podcast. We sure do. And everybody, you're in for a big old treat uh, because this this special guest, she's a comedian. She's a performer. She's a writer. You've seen her on BuzzFeed, on Bravo, on Hey Queen TV. And of course, she's the host of the delightfully spooky podcast, Ghosted. Joining us this week is Roz Dresvelez. Hi. Roz. Okay, I was just talking about, I don't know if you saw this news story, uh, <laughs> but Jennifer Coolidge lives in a haunted house in New Orleans. <gasps> yes. Oh, wait, this makes sense. It was, oh where my the, God. it was where The Beguiled was filmed, right? Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, this, that's where I mean, she lives, and I'm obsessed. And there was a story about how she had Connie Britton stay with her, and they were uh, talking about how it was haunted. I, Imagine that slumber haunted. party. Now, this is how to be a first-rate <laughs> guest on a podcast, everybody. You come with celebrity goss ready to go. <laughs> Can you imagine being a gay ghost in a house with Connie Britton and Jennifer Coolidge? <laughs> Could you I mean, imagine? I feel Any- like it must be a beacon <sighs> for the supernatural, for the queer supernatural uh, ghost and ghoulie, you know? Just oh, the maternal comforting energy. Oh, my gosh. The sheer volume of hair. A lot of hair, a lot of clip-ins. <laughs> I'm finding an article that says Jennifer Coolidge once banned party guests from her bathroom because of a ghost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Don't use that bathroom. There, It's a ghost. That God is bless. so tremendous. What a great way to kick off today's podcast. Roz, how are you? I'm so good. I'm, uh, you know, it's it's our time of year, people. It sure is. I've been listening to your podcast, and um, I'm embarrassed that uh, 
I haven't met you guys sooner. I we're <laughs> on the same page. Oh, oh good. Uh, it's a treat honor. to to meet a, a a fellow spiritual cousin. It truly, it truly does. It truly does feel this way. And I, I was just saying to Russ before we recorded that I've been a longtime fan because like right when Chris and I moved to LA, we saw Roz in a Golden Girls Live in the basement of Casita <gasps> Del Campo. Oh, yes. Playing Rose. The House of, the house of the Beans. The House of the Beans. <laughs> well, and oh allegedly God, the House of Ghosts. Yes. They really? say they say that that basement is haunted. Uh, the the <gasps> basement theater where we do all these fun kooky shows in uh, Silver Lake. Uh, they say it's haunted, and I have a lot of friends that have had experiences. I don't know that I have. I recently we were doing another run of of Golden Girls, which is um, a bunch of uh, drag queens and and uh, Sam Pancake and Drew Drogi and Jackie Beat and oh. Cherry Vine, and oh and God. we do uh, treats, Golden treats, Girls treats. episodes and. Um, we were down there a couple months ago and I like kind of caught something on a camera, but you know, I've become a little bit more of like a paranormal investigator over here. And I think, you know, it's really tough because if you wear rhinestones as, uh, (laughs) you know, they can, they can catch a light and shine little things. And so that's tough for me to, you know, I, I love to have on a, a rhinestone. You know, I like to walk around town with one of those rhinestone baseball caps that say Hollywood oh, yeah. on them that you get. On <laughs> yep. <Boulevard>. yep. <laughs> and ghosts love that hat. They love it. <laughs> so I can't tell if it's ghosts or if it's just my shiny hat. See, I, I, yeah, I feel like shiny um, clothing accoutrement is the original Pepper's ghost, you know, oh, like yes. on stage. For sure. Yes. It's that oh my like God. old school spiritualist scam type yes. thing. It's just, just wear <laughs> rhinestones and hit the lights. <laughs> I do feel like ghosts love rhinestones, though, so it's hard to say. Well, I'm sure. The, the reflection of light is very appealing to a ghost. I mean, the the um, the episode of Ghosted uh, with Drew Drogi as a guest, uh, he talks about how at one point during a show – from right behind him, he heard, or was it a friend of his who heard a child's voice say, I want socks. That was Don't. true. Yeah, he heard. <laughs> so they say that there's a little girl that's down there. There's oh, a no. story that I have not been able to find concrete evidence. Not that I'm like straight up going to the Hall of Records with right. like, you know, my Diane Sawyer costume on or whatever. I I I don't know, but they say that there was a girl that died in that basement um oh. a long long time ago and they also say, well, I saw I found an article that there was a guy that was trying to rob that place and <gasps> I I believe he got shot somehow and he died like on the scene. Oh. And so people have had experiences with a man in that basement too. But the crazy oh. thing is it's all so friendly. That place, anyone's ever been there, it is like the vibe is right. Like just in every way, that place is so, it's such a beautiful restaurant. The staff is so sweet. Food's great. It's so beautifully decorated. And um, like even the ghosts are like, let's have a good time. Like they're not, <laughs> they are not creepy at all. It's it's truly indicative of how an environment can really impact both the living and dead occupants. You know, Casino oh, Campo sure. is a warm, welcoming place for it's sure. Just a night. The salsa is wet, <laughs> and the feelings are good. Exactly. It's who's mad at that? Who's mad at that? 
I mean, and and Roz, I think something I so appreciate about your podcast too is the fact that you are approaching it like an investigator. Like you are <laughs> you are open and interested in all these stories with uh, without um, sacrificing any trust that maybe a skeptical audience member or listener might have. I always know? like to take the approach of here's here's what people are saying and you figure it out on your own what you want to believe i i get a little bit nervous sometimes like i I like to have on all different kinds of people on my show and Mm -hmm. hear what they believe and i i like to always keep an open mind i think that my mind my thoughts on this stuff change constantly and a lot of uh paranormal professionals will tell you that the more they know the less they know you know you just ah. constantly hear more and you discover more and it's 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 tough it's sometimes hard for me to have conversations with people that are like here's what that is that's a demon and here's how you mm. get rid of it you need holy water like whatever like if you're really stuck in in specific ways it's kind of hard to um to explore other possibilities, you know, it, it's part of the fun. It's all called right. the unknown. So I try <laughs> to keep, I try to keep like just an open-minded approach to it. Um, though I, I like to hear people that believe in their, you know, their beliefs. You know, if mm-hmm. I if I talk to a psychic, I want a psychic that's like, here's what's up because I'm paying you. So I want you to tell me <laughs> yep. what's Make right. Make it up. Yeah. Make it up. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, it's I, I try to I try to talk to all different kinds of people. I keep I try not to you know have an agenda per se right. because skeptical people do listen to the show and and um, hopefully at the end of the day at least we get just good stories. That's the thing. I mean, and that's like it, it's it's such a great spot to just listen to people who are so good at telling good stories. Um, tell them it's it's really everyone's got to listen if you haven't already. Yeah, that's why I like to have on actors and comedians and, I mean, as cheesy as it is to say, but we are storytellers. (laughs) Oh, we are the weavers of dreams. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, Roz, were you always kind of interested in the supernatural? Like, what was what were your early um, formative horror uh, influences? Well, I was raised Catholic, so there's that. Uh, yes, uh, we've we've said that Catholicism is is very spooky adjacent. Yeah. Oh, so spooky adjacent, and I was um, always drawn to that part of it. I also. Now that I think about it, I'm like, I wonder if it had to do with the fact that my parents were Catholic, that like they showed me Carrie and the Exorcist very young. And those are both like, you know, Catholic-y kinds Mm. of movies. And um, so I've just always had a fear of demons and um, a belief in ghosts. It's just always been a thing for me. But I also, my grandmother haunted the house I grew up in. And so I just think at a young age, I was just kind of like yeah ghosts are a thing and i wanted to know more and so as i've gotten older i've just always been it's just always been a fact of life and it's something that i want to never stop hearing about 
Oh, man. Were the visitations from your grandma, I'm sure you talk about it plenty on your show, so we won't go too into it, but uh, were they pleasant? Did it feel like a nice visit? Was it a little scary? Well, to me, I don't care who you are. If you appear in my bedroom at night and then you vanish, that's terrifying. (laughs) Yes. Even if it's my loving grandmother. This is what I'm saying. So I hate to say it, but yeah, it was spooky in that way, but... She she was a loving grandmother and she would, I believe she was an intelligent ghost that would oh. react in ways that like if I was being a brat, she would be a grandma and yell at me kind of a thing. Wow. And um, if I was feeling down, she would be like, hey, I'm here. Everything's okay. So oh. she was, you know, she, she was a grandma. I mean, I think living grandmas can be scary, you know, sometimes sure. if they're Certainly. mad. So um, if they if they don't think you should be watching sexy music videos on VH1, they're going to let you know. Oh, yeah. And trust me, like as you, you know, become a teenager and stuff, you're like, what, Grandma, can you please just not be in the room for this part? Like, right. can you- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grandmas always walk in at the worst possible moment of the music video. Just- Holding a holding a basket of chicken tenders. So what about um what about now? Like what are the things that creep you out now? Like are there any stories that have really gotten under your skin, or do you sort of approach it from like uh, there's just another plane of existence and people are just making their way best they can? Hell no, it's all <laughs> scary to me. I am. <laughs> the more I hear, the more scared I get. I mean, I'm a little <laughs> bit more desensitized to a lot of this stuff, but. Sure. I live alone and I don't, Mm. I don't, there's a, okay, I've had a lot of expert quote unquote type people on and they have actually made me feel a lot better about a lot of this stuff, particularly um, people that specialize in like demons and that sort of a thing. Yeah. Oh. So I've learned a bit about protecting and also debunking some of these things. Cause I'm, there still is this, this, I mean, I'm, I grew up old school Catholic and there's a part of me that still is like, if you talk about this stuff, the, the demons are going to find you and they're going to say, we heard you were talking about it, you know, like I, (laughs) Hey, a toots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so th- that's always a part of me where I'm like, I joke about demons to- so that the world can hear. There's a chance right. a demon could be listening. And but I-, I recently had on this occult expert, Michelle uh, Bellinger, who's incredible. And um, she's actually my episode this week. And she is uh, she really kind of debunks a lot of that stuff for me. And and so t- talking to people like that. Also, I have a nice little Rolodex of here's who I call when I start vomiting. Of course. (laughs) Smart. smart. When I start levitating. Oh my God. You're right. I mean, like I, to me, uh, paranormal activity is what has made me scared of the, the demon side of things. It's worse than a ghost. Um, what, what kind of just like a, a primer, like what, uh, what, what, what do we do if it demon? (laughs) <laughs> if we get one well that's what i say i like i have everything i'm not even kidding you i got you tell me buy this crystal you buy this hunk of salt do i'll get it whatever it takes 
so that they don't show up in the middle of the night. We heard you were talking shit. We heard yeah. you were running your mouth. What's good? We heard you said demon. Yeah. <laughs> Did someone call for me? Uh, so, yeah, I got it all. Um, honestly, I'm. I if something like that was to happen, I feel good that I know who to call. But... I don't know. I I don't know what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Keep calm. Yeah. Keep calm and hold hold your breath. Um, Put on some bowling for soup. Stacey's mom. (laughs) Get horny. Is there anything that isn't worth people's money when it comes to protecting against demons? It's just like not worth it. Okay. Here. Okay. This is this is what I take away. Again, this is just my belief, make up your own mind. (laughs) But I think that all of it has to do with your intention. Just having Mm -hmm. a crystal or lighting sage or doing whatever you got to do, just doing that because you heard some drag queen on a podcast talking about it is not (laughs) going to keep a demon away. You have to believe in it. Because I started having this dilemma uh, a couple years ago with my with having all these conversations with people where someone would say, and then I you know, got some holy water and I said five Hail Marys and it vanished. And then someone else will tell me, and then I had um, yeah, I, 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 some sage and some Palo Santo or whatever, and it, and it made it go away. And so then I started saying, well, which one is it? Okay, mm. because they can't both work. There's no way. And <laughs> what I think it comes down to from talking to people is it's what you believe. Right. There's an exorcist that I'm obsessed with named R.H. Davis, and she's a non-denominational exorcist, and she's been on my show a few times. And <gasps> wow. she says, if you just say, fuck off, it's like just as powerful. It's, it's just a matter of standing your ground and being like, I'm in charge, or God's in charge, Ooh. or whoever, whatever you got to say, get wow. out. I love wow, no that. way. Non-denominational exorcist. That that makes so much sense because like I rebuke thee. That's just how priests talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. So their right. version of um of fuck off is like all that stuff. That's yep. just how they talk. That yeah. is wow. so, that is very helpful to know. That's good advice. I, I remember when I was a little kid, I was given a book that essentially was like the the Catholic version of like a true ghost stories book. I think it was called I Believe in Angels. And it was oh. about like people's stories of angels intervening on their behalf. But one of the stories was <laughs> terrifying in which it was two kids who were staying at their dad's and their dad's girlfriend was into the occult and had a Ouija board. And the dad Mm. and the girlfriend were out for drinks or something. And the kids saw on the ceiling, it looked like slideshow images of demons popping up. And there were more (gasps) and more and more of them. Uh. And um, the kids just started shouting at the demons like, my guardian angel is going to come get you. And then gradually, like these like warlike angels started coming in and forcing the images of the demons out. And all I left, like, I remember my mom reading me that story. And I was just like... I, I I don't even I'm not even thinking about the angels. I'm just thinking about the possibility of slideshow demons invading my childhood bedroom ceiling. That was oh very my scary. God. You know, much scarier. That's another thing that there's so much stigma. I think a lot of people have their ideas of Ouija boards. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have always thought that Ouija boards are 
the devil. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I was taught that as a kid and it's hard to undo. But I've talked to a lot of people that are like, why would that be the devil? But I don't know, like going yeah. to a psychic or doing all these little devices when you go ghost hunting. Like what you're everything you're doing is trying to contact the dead or spirits right. or whatever. So why is a Ouija board? A lot of it has to do with the exorcist and with movies. And, you know, I think people just have this idea that they are specifically demonic. And I don't think that that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it just looks so much like a portal that like, you know, it's spooky, but, but yeah, I it was they- made by Milton Bradley. Like it's not, right. it's not like, <laughs> that ancient it was literally like in the aisle next to monopoly in Candyland and stuff right. like why is that a portal but i do think it's probably possible that you can say hey who's who's here to talk and maybe it is a demon like it's kind of like do you remember chat roulette it's kind of oh, yeah. like that. yeah <laughs> it's kind of wow. like that you might find your new best friend you might find a wiener Okay. There's a wiener. <laughs> it could be oh, a wiener goes- from the other side. But, oh my God. So wow. you're just kind of opening yourself up. You don't know what's going to be around the corner, but it could be, it could be nice. It could be bad. I don't know. But I think that that's also why so many people have these scary slumber party stories of, of we had a Ouija board and then this devil popped out because I think a lot of times you, people don't know what they're doing because it was marketed as a child's game and so i think that it is possible for sure but i don't think that they should be associated with demons specifically that being said do i want one in my home no right that's fair yeah i i did famously receive one uh, my godmother asked my mom what i wanted for my confirmation and i said a ouija board and the sweet woman (laughs) the sweet diabetes educator was terrorized into going to the mall and getting a ouija board and i could tell it just broke her heart and then I was terrified of it. Well, um, I famously did have, I bought one from a Goodwill for $1 and ooh. it ended up haunting my home. Uh, it ended up haunting multiple homes. I don't know that it was a demon, um, but tune into my first ever episode of my podcast to hear me tell that story. Oh, that, it's a tease. Absolutely. That is incredibly effective. Yeah. I, I will say like there are some, Anna and I have experienced in this show, um, there are two kind of contagious stories that have been told. One is about a demon that you see and you, when you wake up at a certain time of night. But the other one is every time we've told a story about um, one of us almost pooping our pants, we have gotten listeners to say like, oh, when you told that story that day, I almost pooped my pants. So I also think there's like some power in suggestion, you know, of things oh, like, like well, as you were saying, whatever you, whatever you empower both positively and negatively can have a very real impact. Well, I'm also somebody that like, if I see a movie, like I, I will see a movie. What was I just watching where sometimes I see a movie that's so effective. Um, and then I'm like, now I'm going to be that for the rest of my life where I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm watching Rocky. Now I'm going to be a boxer. <laughs> but so sometimes I will watch a movie about like paranormal activity or something. And then I am totally convinced that there is a demon in my house. And I think that sometimes when you consume that stuff, you are, it's fresh on the mind. You're also scared. Now it could, if you go with the theory that something like a demon 
feeds off of fear. Maybe since you are in this fearful state, they might be like, ooh, a fresh one. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. It does. It does. And I do like this. We've had some some like lapsed Catholics uh, or recovering Catholics on the podcast before, <laughs> and everyone agrees, even if they have no more faith at all in any sort of life in the beyond or any sort of higher power, demon stuff can't help but like get under their skin. Oh, it's um, in there deep. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Well, I'm also like if there was a demon crawling up next to me in my bed, that's when I'm like Googling where how do I become a nun? I'm like I will go right for a convent, and I that's over, game over. You win. Jesus. I mean, that is that's a Mrs. Doubtfire for now is a, a drag queen becoming a nun. Wow, that's <laughs> oh my really god, good. it's a musical. Also, Roz, you're in the exact right place because I think both Anna and I, at multiple points in our life, have googled how do I become a nun. <laughs> oh God, my mother works at a convent for real, and wow. yeah, she's a nurse and takes care of those nuns and uh they're spooky you know i'm obsessed with nuns i mean i i didn't i wasn't really into the movie the nun but the idea yeah. of that oh. is i'm obsessed with I a actually, scary poster i was her two years for halloween the nun um oh, and then as God. this halloween comes around i'm like what am i gonna be I'm, i do have the nun costume <laughs> <laughs> i mean you could be like the nun but it could be a scary pun you know well i used to perform i don't really do drag shows as much like i used to but i used to every halloween do be the nun and then uh do sister <laughs> act songs oh and that oh. was god Roz. now that makes people happy that mm-hmm. is um very i good. I did find a meme from a spiritual meme account that reminds me of demons that I'll read to us now. It says, um, when I walk into like a crowded place, everyone stops what they're doing too. And then the fill in the meme part is cross themselves to ward off the dark energy. I emanate from every pore, but it is fruitless because their God is younger than the source of my darkness. (gasps) (laughs) And it's like a picture of a girl wearing a cross on like a, um, I think like a Pokemon, an old fashioned Pokemon game. (laughs) like one of these foldy games that meme is not playing around i was kind of expecting to be more quippy yeah it's not (laughs) i just love their god is younger than the source of my darkness (laughs) that's amazing yeah that's kind of how i felt when christina aguilera came out and i was already a britney fan i was like you have (laughs) no idea like in 98 i was like (laughs) okay we'll see i mean now there's room for everybody you know but at the time um, no, there's not. I'd like to see them fight now. Just two <laughs> women and their families just going at it. Hey, gentle listeners. So that does it for the first half of this week's episode. But please tune in on Friday because Roz will be back to read the ghost in the mirror and talk about all variety of Bloody Marys. You're not going to want to miss it. Get out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. 
And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. 